Hello and welcome to another edition of Paint and Scale uh, with me, Ben Skipper. And today, uh, as always, I'm joined by my good friend and master modeler, Jeff Coughlin. Jeff, how are you, my friend? Hi, Ben. Nice to be back. It's been ages, hasn't it? Yeah, life got in the way, didn't it? <laughs> it did a bit, but uh, yeah, I managed to squeeze a quick holiday in down to North Devon with family, and that was that was great. Um, so yeah, sort of back refreshed, and um, yeah, um, and cracking on. I think is the expression. Yeah. Yeah, you, I must admit, I've been paying sort of attention on the social media feeds on, on Facebook and on. Um, and I'm dipping into scale modeling now as well. Um, you've been a busy chap. <laughs> uh, yeah, there has been a lot on the go, that's for sure. And um, yeah, I don't know. It's sometimes you get into one of the veins of kind of um, you're in the groove and you've got stuff you're enjoying doing. And yeah, lot, lots going on at the moment. Um, and so yeah, uh, talk a bit more about that as, as we go through today. But yeah, it's been it's been great to, like, to finish the. Uh, to finish the Renault walk, the T2 job, um, and crack on, of course, the new FX Vulcan, and also make good progress on that Bobby uh, Whirlwind in 30 second scale. That's been a, a job of build so far as well. So, yeah, plenty on the go. Oh, that's brilliant. It must admit, I think we last, well, since last speaking, finished the, uh, the Ford GPA seep thing, had, had a bit of fun with weathering with that. Um, did a, did, a, did a weather down mix first it's the first time in ages i've used airbrush to weather to put mud on something because normally i use a um, pastel mix but I, for some reason i thought i would give it a bash with, with the airbrush and i'm glad i did because it gave me the effect i wanted um the exterior right. anyway so yeah no that that's went well um yeah got a couple couple to build over the next few weeks and, and my big not reveal but sort of the thing i'll be chatting about later is the um is Ravel's some would say venerable uh 148 um b17 so yeah yeah that's the is that the originally was a monogram kit wasn't it? i think that uh, that's right yeah also sort of in effect the same company really sort of yeah so sort of. well they, they are in america aren't they monogram Ravel. Yeah, <laughs> back, you know good to see um yeah good to see it back because you've got because the whole commonwealth some of them they've released their sort of uh, their 48 scale kit as well so there's a choice there's a choice and we haven't had a choice for 48 scale b17s before in my recollection no it'd be interesting to see if if Ravel re-released the um the liberator they did yeah yeah i'm sure that'd be popular it'd be, it'd be a good good shout if they did yeah uh and, and i know you can still get the b29 i have seen one loitering around a few places um a little bit too big for me i think um you want to yeah. the eighth, but it'd be uh, interesting. Although, although Revel yeah. got that, isn't Aunt Revel re-releasing that? I think. Yeah, they are. Yeah, there, there was somebody. Was it yourself was discussing it not long ago? I'm, I'm sure I've seen it. Someone discussing it somewhere. Uh, not me, but um, yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, They might well have been an old review. So I was reading. That. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be sort of starting this off a little bit. Bland, really. We talk. Well, no, actually, it's not bland. Um, before we started, we were sort of saying because um, books are never bland. We were getting things never bland. Yeah, no. What? Wash my mouth out. What, what, what was I thinking? Um, it, it, business before pleasure. I think they're probably the best way to put it. Actually, um, books. We, we were both sort of saying before yeah. we came out that uh, book book topics with, with with various publishers sort of t tend to. Um, sort of go peaks and troughs of, uh, of subject matter um mm. and you 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 you're gonna have to lead on this one because oh no, because i mean i mean yeah at um the sprinkling of, of of great new um books that have come from pen and sword so i'll save that for next time because they're they're all up for video reviews in scale now which which will be coming so there's a couple more in the tank craft series there's a um, one on the A380, which I think you're going to talk about in a bit, and um, the, that's the Airbus. And then, really? uh, uh, yeah, I think I've got one on the Citroen as well. You know, the Citroen, the old the, the car, you know, with the, <laughs> the 2CV. That was brilliant, didn't it? The, it's the frog one, the one that looks like a frog, you know, with the big eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Apologies, you car modelers out there. I know mean, nothing. I'm not, I, can't, I can't remember what it's called, you know, <laughs> it's big in the 60s and 70s. But I was, <laughs> 
<laughs> a bit like glam rock big in the 60s and 70s yeah that's it uh yeah you know fantastic things used to see these truck up the road but um yeah those to come but the other the, the other three that have come in i mean there's two that have come in from ammo uh mick jimenez and ammo um which are all, always excited to see their stuff not only the latest modeling products because they've got some fab products which um i've been using a, a lot of lately not least of which things like their um dry brushing um, um pigments with acrylic pigments which I, I think are fantastic for someone who does use dry brushing quite a bit in my modeling i think they're really good um and there are various other, other and and the other thing they released recent fairly recently was their clear part and photo etcher glue which i love using as well that's good Ooh. but this have recently sent me a couple of um, their new solution books i think 10 and 11 in the series um what the first of those is on the, the sort of how to paint and of course you know the idea is is that they show you how to paint in this case world war ii ref early aircraft and they, the uh, the um the builder focuses heavily on the spitfire um and shows how you can use uh exclusively mid product mig products the ammo products to produce all the effects you see in the book and yeah i think they are about as good as it gets for a book you know there's a yeah. you know video which of course you can actually which is why we use them a lot in scale modeling now you can actually see somebody doing doing it whatever it happens to be you know in in paper form they're very high quality and, and i certainly recommend them um and i used um some of the, the good hints and tips when i was weathering my latest little um um cromwell because you remember we had a previous chat did we not about we did yes and I said I was going to get um, the Tamir kit and do a little comparison. Well, I, I forgot that. I forgot. I knew there was something else I'd done recently. I, I'd done that. And I, extraordinary, isn't it? You know, go for a week, a week on holiday, brain goes dead. And um, yeah, so that's that's uh, that's in scale modeling now as a complete build. And really interesting, I think, to look at the two kits. Um, and if anyone is interested in that comparison, do have, do have a look in um, the Tamir and. Um, airfix finish now sections uh, in the armor uh, area of the mag and you'll find those um so yeah so this solution book on how to paint early ref aircraft is really good and the other one i think is really fascinating uh, especially as i'm an aircraft model um is all about um painting a russian uh, the russian i think it's called 480 green vehicles how to paint 480 green vehicles um and um yeah Basically, this is like a Russian sort of T-34 looking thing on the front and every single stage of weathering. And I found this really useful when I was doing the green paint scheme on the Cromwell, the Tamir Cromwell. Oh, OK. Um, yeah, just really good hints and tips for um, just creating those variations and some of the mud effects and some of the uh, pigments and stuff. So, yeah, I, I just really recommend this if you've not seen those. They're, they're called Solution Books and they're in the How to Paint series. And this is 10 and 11 um uh the other book um that i've got which has just dropped on the doormats this morning which i, I absolutely love it's the latest in the wing leader uh, photo archive series um so basically you just go to wing leader that's all one word dot co dot uk and you can you can see the various books that they produce they're a relatively new company um but really really good high quality um floppy books um sort of a4 floppy high quality art paper but what they've done is they've clearly worked on the images the images although most of course would be black and white because this one's yeah. on both fighter, bow fighter uh taking you through the mark one two uh and six f um they are super high quality with loads of little anecdotes for modelers so they're, they're produced primarily for modelers but uh i i mean already you know when I, every time i get one of these books i don't know if it's like you you get a book. I'm just going to have a little look at this. So there's me sitting down with the bloody cornflakes this morning, sitting there, <laughs> have a little look at this. And, I can't get and every yeah, you turn each page and think, oh, that's interesting, that's interesting. And then you get to um, page 63. It's a Bowfighter Mark 6F, a 46 Squadron. Uh, and this is one of these fantastic kind of deserty ones with the dark earth and I think it's light stone upper surfaces. But um, it's got a, a way a big wavy camo mark down the side, and it's all painted night black underneath. Um, oh. And I thought, wow, that's that's a cracker, isn't it? What what a great little weathering opportunity that'll be. So that now is in the schedule. I have to go and find, find the box six F kit. Typical, isn't it? I don't think amongst particular stash I've actually got one, but I'll have to have a look. Um, 
and if I haven't, oh, yeah. So that's it. Just goes to show, I think, how useful these bo these books can be. Uh, dangerous, of course. As well. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, yeah, yeah, highly recommend those three. Anyway, so no, they're they're hot off the press for, for for me at this end. Uh, ben, how about you? Well, it, it, again, I mean, I, I, it's been relatively quiet on my end. Um, however, what did arrive, and and it was a, it, and it was a nice surprise actually, was the the um, new Flightcraft A three eighty book number twenty three in the series. Excellent, excellent. And I, I have to be honest, um, give Robert his dues. He's produced an absolute cracker of a book. Well, I don't know about you. I mean, one of the things I find when you do sort of writing about modern sort of vehicles whether it be aircraft or, or, or landcraft you know they um there doesn't seem to be a huge amount of detail about even you know from from official sources about how something was designed and built because so many things are still sort of commercial in confidence um or commercially secret or they just don't share it um so you know i, I think airbus are, are one of those companies they don't do it in i don't think it's intentional with airbus i just genuinely think that they don't think to share these things i don't think they believe anyone will be interested externally so you know robert's had his work cut out getting it is robert isn't it yeah um getting his work yeah getting his work sort of cut out and 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 <clears throat> and writing about the aircraft and what is really interesting is that he starts the book and i think this is actually very clever by putting the aircraft in context um and by that i mean he introduces the idea of what is heavy lift um rather than going straight in and, and discussing the a380 he's, he's talking about its genesis um and its lineage and that's really important because for a lot of modelers you know and, and a lot of people tend to ignore the you know the, the big heavy lift aircraft of your you know um things like the guppy even the dc3 at one point was considered heavy lift um and, it, and he includes those and it's a great primer to the subject because yeah but it also shows you we, we get a lineage don't you of how, how mm. aircraft design has, has progressed mm. since you know the past 80 years the builds are lovely uh, there's a chap in there I know who did a build. Yeah, very shady character. Wouldn't trust him with coffee and cake. Um, <laughs> um, and Ravel kindly supplied the model uh, A380 that I built. Um, lovely little kit, to be honest. I found the wings a little big, but that's because I'm not used to building something that wing that big. Um, yeah, it's a big, big isn't it? The, uh, the A380 1144s. Yeah, it, it's it's bigger than you think. Mm. Um, I, I must admit, I found the detailing on it lovely as a kit. Really, really special. Um, I'm glad I didn't have to do the Hella kit. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, you, you know, if, if you have got a Hella kit in the stash and you're dreading it, don't mm. dread it. Get the book because the guy who's done the Hella kit actually talks you through the process of, of building it. And he does so brilliantly. Um, yeah. So, you know, you, you've got a guide there. Um, as always, some lovely photography. Um, well, it's all lovely photography um, of the aircraft itself. It gives an impression of, of the size um, of the A380, which sadly is now no longer produced. Um, mm. Mm. So I, I don't know what's going to come up next. So, you know, with, with, with the focus now being on supersonic again that, that coming back into the conversation and be interested to see what happens stateside because that's where it's going to come from it's only it's going to come from europe um i know there's a company a couple of companies who are already investing in it and and, and looking at developing um fast and speed you know commercial flights but yeah but it actually i think it's a lovely swan song of a book for, for the a380 and i really do hope that airbus someone somewhere in airbus sees it and grabs a copy because it's Beautifully written, smoothly written. Um, tell us about the aircraft. But it, it's, it, it's quite poignant in the fact that it gives you almost a memorial book. You know, it's something that the Airbus should invest in and give to everyone who was working on the A380. And, you know, so they can say, well, this is a yep. book yeah. that was written about written about all our all our sort of efforts over the past twenty years. And this is what's come out. Um, thanks. You know, we we know you've got the the t-shirts and everything else, but this is something from you know, the outside looking in and how it's perceived. So, yeah, absolute kudos for doing that um, as a title. So, be interested to see what comes um, comes out in the future. I, I know there is, 
uh, a future flight craft book that um, will be that's going to be interesting, isn't it, Jeff? <laughs> Whatever you mean. Well, I, under, I understand, my friend. You, 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 this sort of leads us into the world of Tamiya. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, then go on. So that's the latest on this. So, as you may recall, if you've listened to um, uh, any of my nonsense before on these uh, these podcasts, the uh, <laughs> uh, I, I've been waiting. You know, I'm, I'm doing the uh, Flightcraft book on the F4 Phantom Phantom Two, and um, very excited to to be doing that. It's all done, pretty much done, dusted, finished, except that, of course. Um, couldn't we can't not in, i think we can't not include the f4 the new tamir f4b um you know it's it's what's so frustrating is i've seen three or four builds around the world in different countries by other people who've clearly had access to the model but here in the uk we haven't had it at all it just hasn't and now i believe it's not due in until the 28th of july wow uh, is is really quite frustrating to say the least because then it's not going to be readily available till i imagine within the earliest within the week following that uh, well given the book's got deadline the first of august that's left me high and dry up the country really so but i can't in all all honesty let it go to to print without including it and anyway i i've Fingers crossed. I made contact with a, a, a fantastic shout uh, out here. I, I think it's a really good guy, uh, George Canari. Uh, in, in, I think he's in the US, um, and he's done a build on it. And I think he is actually connected in some way with with Tamir too. And um, but anyway, he's um, he's agreed to to give us some photos of his complete model for the book and a few thoughts on on, on the kit. So at least we can include it. Um, oh, that's good. Uh, in in the book, and I'm really really pleased to be able to to say that. And that's nobody knows that yet, so that's a bit of an exclusive. So so really pleased about that. Um, inevitably, and I've said this consistently. Of course, you know the modelling is going to be much shorter in 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 the sense that there's going to be some nice pictures and and some text for each of the the model builds. So I've tried to cover as many as I can, but you can imagine just how many kits there have been. Oh. Or so I've had to leave all sorts out. But I think there's some fantastic builds in there. I mean, I'm really excited by what has got into it. Uh, and I hope everybody will enjoy it when it comes out. But at least you'll be able to see, you know, at least um, some pictures of a completed Tamir 4B if, if you haven't or won't have seen those by the time the, uh, the book's released. And of course, uh, the full build on the kit will be imminent as soon as I get my uh, greasy fingers all over it. Once uh, <laughs> with the postman. Um, with probably about two weeks' time, I think. Oh, that's brilliant, and I look look forward to 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 hearing your review on that. And then, and again, this is quite important. You know, Jeff and I, we we both write. Um, you know, we 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 both write about modelling. And Jeff raises a really good point. I've just done a completed. It's gone. It's done. It's dusted. Wait, ready for print and a, a book on landing craft and amphibians. Um, and this has got a modelling section in. You could literally write an entire book about. Amphibians. Yeah, there there are so many kits out there, um, and so something a topic is as popular as the um, as the Phantom. You know, I just it's a book in itself, isn't it? Model kits of the Phantom. Oh um, God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, plan. <laughs> I have a cunning plan, and we'll see see how it materialises. But I'm very keen. Um, to produce um, a book um, just on the British versions of the Phantom, so, so research photos, um, some in-depth model builds um, of, of the FG1 and FGR2 Phantoms, the British ones, simply because well, I've got a whole load of material that has never been seen in the light of day, um, and there's some that has, but equally, you know, to bring it all together in one place could be really exciting. So um, I'm exploring the opportunities to how that might happen at the moment so yeah that's that'll be another exciting thing hopefully um, to next year um yeah so that's two exclusives in less uh, yeah. than five minutes good lord i can't believe that actually like, see you've done it again what you like just get the information. It's it's like that scene from the Fast Show, isn't it? Where the where the guys are trying to get the the, the spy to talk. 
And you get your crack, and then that really the unassuming gentleman walks in. The specialist's gonna yeah. be, he's gonna do for you. And he, and he introduces the, the interrogator, and he just says, Who are you and the spiders? Oh, I'm the guy who's doing the spy. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it's stunning, isn't it? Yeah, it's, just, <laughs> it's probably one brick short of uh, don't tell him your name, Pike. Kind of <laughs> this, this is probably why people now don't want to come on the show. They're like, One, one who's gonna get out to me, honestly. I've not had any in-depth training in this whatsoever. Um, uh, yeah. So in well, FCIA... I have no idea why um, I said that. But, no. <laughs> but, but no, thank you for showing it. That, that's, is, yeah, but, the, but on the flip side of that, yeah, you know what's going to happen, don't you? Go People ahead. are going to start saying, hey, well, so Jeff, when's this book coming? <laughs> well, I don't mind. I don't People are so, yeah, being funky in emails, you know. Uh, yeah. And also, so, uh, I'm very, very interested in some really decent pictures of FG1s, FGR2s. Um, perhaps not particularly for for some of the less known squadrons, you know, things like 17 Squadron and some of the other squadrons. So, um, and or if you've got um, a build even that you might want to feature, um, let me know as well, and uh, yeah, we can give that due consideration in the great scheme of life. So. Yeah, I'm very happy to uh, collaborate, as it were, you know, and, and uh, involve anybody else if they want to uh, to get involved. Right. So there we have the, that's that's today's title. You know, the the, <laughs> the, the great F four update because I think let, let's use the um, let's use the power of the internet and the podcast here and and like I say, if you can help Jeff out, and I know there are listeners out there who have worked on um, phantoms in the RAF. I know people who worked on Phantom of the RF, so I'll, I'll spread it out on social media. So, so, and likewise, gang, you know, if, if you can help Jeff out or you know people or if you're enthusiastic, you've worked, you managed to get the odd photograph, Jeff would love to hear from you because I, it sounds like a, a lovely book, to, a, a lovely book to be writing about an aircraft that I don't think you received. It certainly didn't stick out in my mind as a child. So clearly, you know, it, it did make a big impact because for me, it was all about lightnings and, and, and tonkers. Um, so perhaps redress the balance there a little uh, and look yeah, at the version, be, version, British versions. It'd be lovely. It'd be lovely uh, because, I mean, I've, I've had some days on with an old uh, Ian Black's fabulous books on the lightning, which you are might many be familiar out there um he's behind fire street books and you know i, I hugely commend uh, any of ian's uh, publications to you and you may remember he was involved in all sorts of books on the type and but also phantoms because he was involved in 19 i think particularly 19 squadron uh, out in germany rf Fildenrath. and interesting enough uh, not that far off about the time when i visited out there but i've always had this huge huge interest and well love affair really with the phantoms particularly british ones and um so whilst of course they do feature um they do feature in the forthcoming book from um pen and sword so do look out for that in the flightcraft series um there's there's no doubt you would you know, we've been talking about you know how much material there can be but i think a, a book exclusively on the british phantom oh, i think it's been long coming for me uh that, that comes from this sort of modeling perspective and so i well i'm i'm going to do it irrespective if somebody one produces one tomorrow i'll still do it because I, I just want to do it um and i think if you really enjoy doing something and you've got your heart in it then you know i i, I dearly love to um um you know chat to others and talk to others and uh, who, who are who are into it as well. There we go. So we now have a mission collective, um, you know, paint and page listeners, whether you're adjunct lounge listeners, um, whether you're um, modeling listeners. Um, and Jeff, I think actually as I'm talking, I'm thinking we have to get you into the adjutant's lounge um, to talk about this because I think it's an exceptionally interesting subject um, and will help promote your future work. I think it's a brilliant idea. Okay, great. No, love it. No, thank you. No, nice to nice to hear that. That's. I I think what a what a fab book. What that's a book I would I would read, and that's not just coming you know as as a friend you know just out of interest. It would be really really interesting book to read. Um, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, th I think so, and because I, I mean I think the actual sort of history. I'm not going to go into it now. It's a bit it's a bit bit bit. bit um, bit too much for, for our listeners but you know the, the whole history of how the RAF or well, the Royal Navy of course initially with mm. the FG1 um, 
uh, had that how that came to be um i'm not i'm not so interested in writing huge amounts of history about it there's plenty of right history of of the british phantoms out there plenty of other author, authors have covered that in books on the phantom um indeed i cover a bit in the forthcoming book on uh, from pen and sword but um i think it's much more for me about you know lots of really good um high quality photo imagery of you know the aircraft the squadrons um hopefully we can get some some profiles going as well that would be quite nice and um and then of course an extensive modeling section as well i think people you know the phantom is always a popular subject and of course when you've got the airfix 70 second scale kits you've got the revel stroke hassie gaff 48 scale yeah. kits. you you know um the only thing of course we're missing which has been long rumored by many 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 models of course is a 30 second scale british phantom um i've been by the likes of models i think and, and elsewhere but yet to see it of course um because it's quite different people may not realize this but it's quite different to the other sort of american-made um machines um yeah quite a significant number of differences in terms of your know, intake shape uh the whole shape shape of the underside of the the belly to take the big spay engines um different seats, cockpit arrangements. So there, there's a lot of specific interest, I think, and and unique features about the British Phantoms, which, you know, went from Navy, of course, to the RAF. Yeah. And got, got all their use, which is, is fantastic. You know, some, some great, great schemes over the years, you know, so plenty to cover there, which would be exciting. I think people might be interested in it. Yeah, I'm liking that. I'm liking that. And like I say, we, you know, as an aside, get you over on the Agents Lounge to, to talk about this, uh, about, about British Phantoms. Okay, cool. So, so a party. So, <clears throat> back, not, not sort of back on topic, it's actually staying in topic. Talking, actually, yeah, this leads very brilliantly into what we're going to do next. You know, what's coming, don't you? Right. <laughs> That's Jeff. Uh, I can see <laughs> <laughs> This Delta Wing shadow coming over here. Yeah. Delta Wing Shadow. Oh dear, there it is. Look, it's just covered the house. Um, yeah. Okay, so in case he's not <laughs> what Ben's on about, it <laughs> surely won't have escaped anyone in the modelling uh, community uh, notice that in the past week, FX released their uh, brand new tool, Avro Vulcan B2. Um, now, there's a good subject for a book, but that's another for another day. Um, and of course, I mean, many of us, especially if you're of a certain age, you might well have built the original or tried to build the original FX, which was, you know, really quite problematic, you know, simple, problematic. Of its age, you know, it was its time, but, you know, definitely yeah. many, many shortcomings, which in fit. But I did that, I've done that, and I remember um, picking, finding a really exciting scheme for that when it, not when it came out, but I actually did it for the magazine if anyone was interested. Uh, was picking up the old the old kit and um, I did it in the scheme that it flew in Nevada as part of I think it was Red Flag where it has the grain green camo on the top but it's got a dark earth and stone camo on the underneath. Gosh yes I remember that yeah. It's a cracking scheme um, and I have to say I was sorely tempted to do it again I thought hang on a minute we've already got one of those so that'd be a bit silly but anyway so got got the kit and the exciting thing about this is that um i'm well into mine it's already in the paint shop it's had its primer uh, wow. yesterday um i've basically started it four days ago and i've spent three days at it um you know just during the day working most you know i don't know seven hours six seven hours on it each day for the last three days uh, and we're at that stage so you know make you can make good progress on it um just to note just to mention that uh, adam has got uh, one uh, to to build for the magazine and that's dave coward so there's going to be at least three builds of this thing so for me mm. um this vision and it's great because it comes with a couple of good schemes you get the anti-flash white uh, scheme um for a waddington based aircraft and then you get um um a camo uh, one of the camo versions uh, as well if you if you fancy doing that so you get a couple of options in the kit but i was super interested to be honest to see um what the kit was like and how they've approached traditionally the problems with the kit like the uh, uh, the air intakes um the jet pipes um and of course you've got things like the bombay and all the rest of it and, and i have to say that you know uh, that there is a video uh, review um 
in the mag if anyone's interested in scale modeling now but let me just give you a few heads up on it first of all so there's a lot of positives about the kit generally generally well the shape is excellent you know it's yeah. it's big big beasties as you can imagine it is navro vulcan shape looks really good um cockpit's perfectly well presented you get decals for the instrument panels well of course you you know why wouldn't you in 70 second scale simple fact is you're hardly going to see anything other than the seats in the cockpit so i've had one or two interesting uh, pings and messages on the facebook thread um if you follow me there or on the scale modeling now one about a couple of people saying well why didn't you pay the the seats in the back and this that we well my view if i haven't made it clear before is if you can't see it what's the point so i yeah. don't but that's everyone to their own. You know, I'm not criticising anybody who wishes to do that, but that's why I haven't done it. So if you can see it, then, you know, I, I've kind of, uh, you know, I'm kind of up for that. Um, so I did a bit of detail on the seat, a uh, bit of scratching on there. Nothing to write home about, just simple painting, really. Actually, it's not much scratching there at all. It's mostly just simple painting of what's in the kit, which is fine. Um, the you get loads of good options so you can open up the Bombay. You can either have it as a standard, um, you know, uh, Bombay. Uh, yeah. and bombs to put in it um or you can um adapt the bombay slightly you get a slightly different bombay part to install the fire streak uh, standoff missile um nuclear missile which you could you could add so a couple of good excuse me a couple of good choices there which which is great um in my mind i i have always seen um two things when i saw that the kit one was i love the look of an anti-flash white vulcan I've now got quite a lot of pictures of them, and I think that's quite a challenge to try and create a realistic model-looking model of a, a, a white-painted um, Vulcan. You know, I just think that's quite a challenge. So I thought, okay, so first decision, let's do that. Um, the other thing I really wanted to do was try and preserve the lines of it. So I've gone for the closed Bombay option, actually, which might uh, upset some people. I'm sorry if it does. But, yeah, you've just got the choice. But for me, yeah. I just see these clean lines, see the white finish. Hopefully um, it'll look nice. Uh, obviously, I'll, well, not obviously, I will have the crew uh, door open with a ladder deployed, which will give it a nice bit of interest at the front end. Interestingly, AFX have, have included uh, two fob guards, which is a great idea for the engine really? yeah um so i'm going to include those and my okay. mental images they'll be red i have no idea if they were red but often yeah they were yeah oh, great because often they were red on different RAF aircraft so i think that'll break white again the, the model from the front um so lots of positives I've, I've got to be honest i think there are some issues but there's no doubt about the mold and production quality of it and i think that's a shame that's, that's all i can say is just think it's a shame um so there are quite a lot of mold sink marks on the upper side on the wing tips around the engines top fuselage um i've shown some of these in the review there's two quite big ones just in front of the engines on either side on the top of the wing and you that's can't you can't leave them to go, yeah, you've got to fill them. So, I mean, it is quite a quick fix. For me, I just mix up some cyano, some talcum powder, 50-50 mix, whack it on, pop some accelerator, kicker on it, and then, you know, five minutes later, you can sand it all back, you know, and the problem's gone. Um, but I've had to do that quite a few times now. So that's that's it just takes the edge off a little bit. The other thing I've noticed is, yeah, I don't know, you've got... I mean, it is a multi-part assembly, so you've got a separate nose section that's got a mate to the fuselage. And of course, it's got it does that around the intakes. So you've got a very complicated um, join there um, and all that will need filling. Um, and it just takes time to do that. Um, the engine, in, the end jet pipes that are at the back as well, the exhaust pipes, they are good. Uh, they, they look quite reasonable. Um, but they're slightly bigger in section than the mating um, profiles to, to the nacelles. So you get this little lip there. So that took quite a lot of sanding to get those things back. And I've got a bit of a flashback to when I was doing the old kit. That, that needed a lot of work around there. It's nothing like as bad as that. But, you know, it's all time taken up preparing something. If that, that fit had just been better, it would have been, been better. Um, and underside the underside of the wings because you get the whole top two sections of the wing drop onto the completed uh, lower wing and standard fuselage um, assembly which actually is great that's very innovative all of that works well it does all come together nicely 
but again however you know the um the section of the on the leading edge of the underside wing sits quite a bit prouder uh prouder than the join on the top wing so you've got quite a lot of sanding there to get that to match i found so i don't think there's any way around it i just think it's for whatever reason it's got a different section and, and so that needs sanding back and necessary then you need to rescribe lost panel lines and stuff in the process so um and the final little thing i found which when i was catching the fit yesterday was i've no idea why and it might be because you get um the uh, the upper wing sections sort of come together um <coughs> that, Pardon me. that there's um the gap to take the fin with this you know you get the the long sort of uh, tabs on the underside of the fin that's supposed to slot into the the slots on the top of the fuselage they they're just too small and because the, the plastic is really thick around there in the end the only thing i found the easiest way to do it was just cut the tabs off and then you've got to be really careful how you align it all um when you glue it uh, which i thought was just a bit odd i don't know why that, that those tabs didn't fit into the slot but they don't uh, or not on mine anyway so that was a bit weird um but so it's a bit of a but the good you know, the other good thing of course is the, in, the intakes are actually very good that they, they fit really really well and that's traditionally a bit like with the victor it's it's a really yeah. problematic molding uh, um, challenge i think for the manufacturer and i think they've done very well with that um but you do have to fill all around the join uh, with the intake or with the large bigger section because the, as you'll see if you look at the build that there's quite a complicated sort of um sort of almost sort of jigsaw attachment there where it all comes together it does come together but you need filler uh but now it's all done it's all to this stage yesterday i got the primer on it which is great um and i rubbed that back with some nice micro mesh uh, and water uh, so it's looking um looking good um and yeah so either later today or on monday i'll crack on with the um the white and the whole challenge here I'm, I'm, is to try and build up the white so but i'm not gonna i'm not using gloss white it's all gonna be flat white polished okay um so it's all gonna be um micro meshed and and buffed to create the effect that, that i'm looking for and it should be will be smooth and smooth enough or if it all goes well to take the decals uh, and so all that will be needed is a tiny bit of satin uh, varnish just to kind of blend in the decals to the finish. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm quite excited about that because I did a bit of a trial on the old Dan Air, well, the Dan Air DC3 that FX released a while ago. Yeah. And I thought we'll build on that is in the magazine as well. Um, if anyone wants to get a kind of a sneak preview of how, how that, that that's done. But this is a different league to do it over the whole airframe. Um, so yeah, I'm quite excited about it in terms of how that all might come out and let's hope it works yeah i'm i'm a little bit it's interesting what you're saying about the fit and the sync marks you'd have thought at this stage of the game that things like that would be just wouldn't exist uh you know the, the technology exists for it not to happen so i'm a bit disappointed you know it's a bit disappointing to hear that but and yeah, I mean, I've seen the pictures where you you talk about where the cockpit front there meet, meets up with alongside the nacelles um and the first thing I thought was, oh, someone dropped a clanger there in terms of uh, design. I can see why they've done it in some respects, but did they need to do it? Um, it's it's an interesting one. I mean, yeah. somebody on the thread, on the Facebook thread, said maybe they could have um, created that as a as a drop in um, assembly on each side, the intake assembly. Um, I don't know, you know, I'm not a designer. I've no idea, you know, really about what's involved in the technicalities of turning a CAD design into, um, you know, uh, something that the molders and the, the people who actually produce the the, the molds and uh, injection molds and all the rest of it, how, you know, what they actually had to face, you know, you know, you've got to trust that they've done the best they can with it. And let's be honest, it's, it's a quantum improvement over the uh, the original. So unfortunately, it's just that, you know, this, you know, <laughs> if you don't enjoy construction and you like paint, <laughs> be prepared to take a, you know, a construction pill um, um, <laughs> to get to where you need to be to enjoy the, the rest of the painting and finishing. So yeah. it goes for me. That's, that's that's fair enough, and, and and thank you for your your, your candid review. Actually, um, well, I want to be fair, Ben. I want to be fair. Yeah, nah. Conscious that you know it's all very well to you know poo poo things, and and I, you know it's not 
you know, it's not all bad at all. You know, I just, this is, this is a, try to be fair and objective. I always do try to be fair and objective. Um, but we want to encourage these people to produce these guys, produce more models, you know, and give more subjects that we need, we need. Um, and, you know, replacements for the old tools. So, you know, I think they've done a good job. You know, it's not perfect, but, you know, hey ho, it's rare, you know, that, that things are perfect. Um, but I think, you know, it's a nice model and it's still enjoyable to do. And, you know, uh, I definitely, if you're remotely interested in the subject, definitely I would urge people to go and get one because it's, you know, it's not, it's nice. It's a nice kit at the end of the day. I, I, I have to be honest. I do have one on a wish list at a certain site and it'll probably get purchased. So, but yes, yeah, so, so the, you know, again, it, it's like the, um, like other areas, you know, the, the descriptors are clear enough to sort of pre prepare people for any pitfalls, which, which is quite important. Again, sharing the information, sharing knowledge, and sharing the experience. Um, so thank you for that. So, so, so moving on. So you, you, how we'll, we'll go to an easy one. The, 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 um, the Ravel red arrow. How, have you had anything back from the official red arrows about this? <laughs> No, I haven't. I did. I did put it. I did put some pictures on. Um, I noticed one of the Facebook groups. Is, I think it's something like it Red Arrows Pride of Britain or something. It's called or whatever. It seemed to have a lot, a lot of people. But it's the only one I. I, I haven't had any, any feedback directly from from anybody directly involved in the team, and no, nor nor would I expect it. But I did post it on, on a couple of um, the Facebook groups that I thought thought they might see it. Um, but plenty of fabulous uh, feedback. So thank you for everybody who took the time out to comment on it. And it came out, I, I think it came out really well. I, I'm really chuffed how it, how it did, did does look at the day. And um, um, yeah, again, yeah, all I can say is the full build is in, in scan modeling now. So if you want to have a good look at it, then, then go there. Um, and you can see exactly how I did it step by step, really. Brilliant. Um, and finally, the whirlwind. Are you, are you yeah. saying the yeah? Yeah, special hobby. Um, yeah, really. Um, I've, I, it's 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 had the medium sea grey underside uh, sides painted so far. Um, so hopefully, um, I'll be able to get um, get the camo on it really soon on the on the top. Um, and it shouldn't take too long to finish. So um, yeah, but that's a really nice kit. Really enjoyed that. Uh, so far um so yeah I, I, all i can do is recommend that and i think i saw a completed model by steve evans i think it is um from valiant wings publishing or connected with Valiant Wings publishing and I, i'm sure he posted a completed model of it and i think he did an absolutely stunning job on it really really good so check out steve evans on facebook and you'll you'll be able to see some models of pictures of the complete model and i'll show share mine of course once we get there as well yeah oh, brilliant nice stuff one. yeah nice one excellent stuff well for me um i'm, I'm, I'm sort of having that i mean I'm, I'm in between models uh, and and that's not to to to, to uh, paraphrase the, the the actor's term of in between shows yeah. in between gigs yeah. because I, yeah. I actually have I have models too so i've got the the m18 the fx m18 okay cool. um which looks cracking kit there's some lovely they've been you know they've got some extras in there which will go in the stash box um i've i've been thinking about how this is going to be constructed because it's got a detailed interior so i'm going to be brave and i'm going to do it much like the the, the king tiger i did for yourself where we, you can take the, the top off and you can see all the interior so hopefully that'll work out uh and then i've got the zvesta t34 which i've had another look at and the one thing I did notice, it's got a former for the tracks, so you can get the right shape of the tracks before you put them on. Great, that's good. It's a nice that's brilliant. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so hopefully, when we next speak, we'll, I'll, I'll be at least started one or the other. Um, but the the big thing, the big thing, and that arrived, and thank you to to uh, Carrera Ravel, Ravel um, for the sample is their uh, b17f um the memphis bell as we say as, as you know we were saying earlier this is a wonderful kit it's, it's yeah it's reboxed uh, monogram kit um it's not a wash with parts which if you're anything like me 
that, that's what I like to see. I don't, don't like to, be able to have too many parts on an aircraft. A little bit of flash, nothing insurmountable. You know, the, the, the mouldings must be at least 60 years old. Um, it's got raised panel lines, but one of the things I have noticed is if you look at the, re the real aircraft, it's got raised panel lines. Um, Especially around the front end, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's, it's like the, the Hurricane. You know, the Hurricane wings look, at, look absolutely agricultural when you get up close and personal to them. Mm. Um, so, you know, this is exactly the same. So I'm more than happy. I'm not going to bother describing why. You know, well, well, I don't need to do that. Um, because of the age, and, and this is more habit than anything. I have bought the, the Edward uh, PE kit. I, I imagine there'd be lots uh, especially, you know, the big headsets. And there isn't for this one. Um, so I've got a basic interior uh, upgrade set. Okay. So I'm more than happy with that because, you know, on the face of it, the kit looks pretty sharp, uh, gets the details. And this is going to be finished as one of, just so I get the right squadron. Oh, gosh, here we go. Oh, no. Where is it? 251 Meteorological Squadron based in Iceland. From the oh, RAF. Yeah. Right, so I'm, I'm going to go for yes, yeah, so I'm going to go for the the, the white and grey uh, and green finish. So to get those, I've, I've invested some uh, Carter. You know, I can never, my pronunciation at the moment, Jeff. I don't know what's up with me. I don't think I've had enough coffee. Yeah, Hataka <laughs> <laughs> um, paints for uh, Coastal Command. I've heard. I've heard good things about them, and I thought, well, I'll give it a go, give it a blast, see how they come out. Yeah, great. Um, I don't, I reckon that was, you know, great. Yeah, well, yeah, because it's interesting because the B seventeen. Oh, well, I love the subject. I mean, it's fabulous, isn't it? Iconic, but it's another one of these that you don't see a lot when you peer in from where you can peer in, like mm. the cop. Quite, quite. So. You know, unless you're going to do something odd, um, that would be where I'd put my, the extra detail would be in, in the bits of the copy you can see, like the seats and other bits and bobs. But, you know, I, I don't know where else, even from the gunning gun positions, you're not going to see really much there. No, you know, and, and this is this is interesting, and, and it's something that I've noticed with, with this sort of these, you know, these 1930s, 1940s designed aircraft, especially the military ones. Once you put two hours together, that's it. You may have, you know, the the the, the windows along the sides. I can't see anything inside. When I built a, a DC three a few years ago, mm. trumpet to DC three, loads of loads of stuff inside. And I went to town on it. You can't mm. see any of it, <laughs> even the cockpit. And I just thought, have I wasted mm. hours? And I thought, well, no, I've got some, I've got some enjoyment out of it. But you know, you're, you're on the you're absolutely nail on head that if. If I can't see it, why, why paint it? And I must admit, if I can't see it often, why include it? You know, so, so my spares box of certain things are. Yeah, that's a really interesting point you make, actually, because so just nipping back to the no. new ethics Falcon for a second. Um, it's quite interesting because the whole sort of um, Bombay um, assembly and wing structure with all the. Um, spars and other bits and pieces which are designed to to reinforce the wings it's really well done um now i included all of that because i wanted to make sure that you know it was still going to be structurally sound as a model you know and you would it, you wouldn't get this horrible flexing you know with a yeah. big model yeah especially when you've got big slabby wings like the vulcan's got um and that works a treat actually it's all really really nicely um structurally helpful which is why sometimes it's useful to add stuff from that perspective um even though you know after certainly all the bombay stuff you're not going to see any of it but all the bulkheads and all that stuff has all gone in because you know i wouldn't want to risk it being <laughs> very very structurally unsound at the end of it really no and i think looking i mean you know especially the wings um i think the saving grace and this is the difference between um, you know, this kit and the A380s, it, the, the plastic seems to be slightly thicker. Yeah. So, it, so it, has, it hasn't got as much flex. And the wings are exactly the same. Um, they're a good old size. They sort of slot in, push and slot in, which, which, which is interesting. Um, but it's, 
it is what it is, you know, in, in a nice way. It, it's it's an unpretentious little kit, and I think that's part. And I think that's part of the massive appeal with it. And I must admit, it's a kit that I've always wanted to make, and I've always wanted to have an excuse to make. And now I can. And there's nothing about it that screams complexity, which is lovely. But you know that that was, isn't it? I mean, it's classic of the original sort of monogram uh, approach, and you know, obviously, well, the connection see these kits out again i really do um got three or four monogram kits that are going to be built as part of our um classic kit build series which is exciting so they, those are in there. um and you know they always were nicely detailed you know you always have plenty you know just going on in there um yeah i mean i built the kit um some years ago um and was it Barkston Heath or somewhere I, I did one for it was that I forget which squadron it was but basically it's all sort of natural metal with the red uh, panels on the fin and that kind of thing um but yeah it looked yeah it was nice yeah I, I was chuffed with it in the end I think it's a fabulous kit in 48 scale absolutely great it's it's big but it's as big as the second scale which is humongous like, yeah <laughs> And, and that's the interesting thing, you know, when you're looking at, and this is sort of practicality, um, but I, I, th I think in, in, in one, you know, the, the, I, I built the old Airfix kit when I was a lot younger, um, bit of lace, the, 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 those by yeah, yeah. by Milton Caniff. Um, I'll ever to go on a box of kit, a kit box, I think. <laughs> a bit racy. Um, not half of this. Not going all out there, weren't they? Um, and, and this was one of those kits that was just a little bit out of reach financially, and and so you know it's very kind of Ravel to to, um, to supply the, the sample, um, and I, I sincerely hope I do it justice. But you know, like I say, it's you know in terms of planning, you know the, planning the design and, and the build of it, very very straightforward. I think where I might have a few issues is with the with the amount of glazing, um, but I'm sure I'll be able to get around that. I'll, I'll, probably able to get some masks from somewhere um or, or just use uh, artist masking fluid just as good um so i, I find it's not yeah, as... i mean you can always yeah sorry yeah i i must have, you know the, the artist masking fluid is there it doesn't seem to be as aggressive as the the mask goal. um no 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 i think that's right uh yeah absolutely absolutely yeah yeah loads of loads of options Mm. So yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, it's exciting, isn't it? I mean, there's so many projects that that, that are are out or coming out. You know, we're really lucky at the moment with with, yeah. with what is out. Um, yeah, and I, I for one, am absolutely blown away with it. I'm really excited. There's just so so many projects stacking up in the system. I you know, can't wait. You know, and, and it's interesting. I mean, you know. Revel very, you know, Andy over at Revel's been sort of sending me quite a few um, sort of press releases lately, which is brilliant. So thank you, thank you for that, uh, and, and Andy. Um, and they've got some really good things coming up. And there's two things in particular really caught my eye. Uh, well, one is the Horton Flying Wing with the. Uh, oh right, yeah, yes. uh, yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I like the inclusion of the. Um, the the engines that you can see and that's that's nice that looks that looks like an interesting but complex kit because it's one of those kits that you don't see that often mm -hmm. um they've also gone for the, they're also to do some more work with the p51 i noticed yeah i mean i'm excited with that because um yeah it, that'd be quite a nice one to have, have, have a look at um hopefully we'll, we'll we'll be getting one of those um and um yeah, because having done their Spitfire, the Mark II uh, Spitfire, and um, done just about everybody else's P51, it'd be quite nice to do Revel's P51, I think. It'd be nice. Yeah, I think it's going to be, be a lovely kit. Um, one thing, again, that's sort of come out, um, whether it's an ICM rebox, not entirely sure, is the 88mm flak. Right. Okay. That, that, that's due out at some point. It might be out already, so apologies. A um, couple of boats... Uh, a couple of floaty things. Uh, <laughs> one includes <laughs> one includes the US Navy. So it's like a, a patrol boat. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's... I forget. Not sure. I can't remember, but. Yeah, yeah, little swift boat. Well, seventy second, lovely little kit. Uh, the one that really caught my eye, that made me chuckle, was a little bit was the Ramstein tour truck. Um, for those of you, <laughs> those of you who um, are not familiar with Ramstein, go on YouTube. Uh, you're in for an education. <laughs> they're they're, a, they're an amazing band, and I was saying Jeff before we we we, we met up uh, when I was in the, was in the RAF. But I did a tour in, in the Balkans. Ramstein were very much the theme of the uh, the hour. So everywhere I went, we were listening to Ramstein. <laughs> yeah, it's funny, you know. I I I'll, I'll put my hand up here, right? Okay. This is this is really unfortunate. And, and what can I say? I I had no idea what you were. Talking. You mentioned Ramstein. Never heard of them. No, never know who they were for music. And I do listen to quite a lot of music, but that isn't my genre. I don't listen to heavy rock, so that's probably why I'm crossing. But when you said Ramstein, I thought, hang on, Ramstein. Uh, I know there was an airbase. It yeah. And it's known, of course, for that terrible tragedy, I think, with the yeah. French story, um, who the Italian batting team that crashed and stuff. And But, you know, but very famous sort of US Air Force base, I think. But that's it. <laughs> so I didn't know about um, any rock bands. So... This will be an interesting release, I think. I think. It might have tickled people, I think, to do it. Uh, it, it, it made me smile. Uh, I, you know, one of those things that you look at, <coughs> me, and it made me chuckle. I thought, well, you know, if, you, if you're going to do, do do a subject, and I know, I know Monogram do these themes, um, subjects on a regular basis. Um, so maybe they've got, they've got the hint from that. Uh, but the last one I want to mention is the the one thirty second Mustang. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Really excited to see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, and, um, yeah, that's a lovely looking kit. Um, interested to see what markings come out come with it. The the box art is quite. And I must admit that the box art of the the B seventeen is is exceptionally eye catching. Uh, you know the, the original Memphis Bell. Um, and, and it seems to me that at the moment a lot of the, the manufacturers are going back to those action-packed 1960s, 1970s uh, box art drawings, uh, which is interesting to see. And it, it's actually quite welcoming because it sells the model, doesn't it, you know, in, in a lot of ways? No question. I mean, Airfix had that nail, didn't they, um, in the 1960s with all the Roy Cross box art. I mean, it's absolutely stunning. You know, you mentioned a bit of lace, you know, I mean, who who couldn't fail to be impressed is that you know a youngster you go along and you see all these awesome paintings you know action paintings on boxes makes you buy the kit simple as that you know i i bought kits i'll openly admit on the on the box art alone without even knowing what the kit was like it has burned but mostly you you know you don't and um yeah obviously over the years i've learned to do a little bit of research and um, that's why websites like that's but like scalemates are so powerful because yeah you know they give you the history of it yeah any kit that's going to come out you just go on the scalemates have a look at it it tells you exactly its lineage where it comes from where it dates back to all the date line and i think i think the guys who do that have done a fabulous job with it. it's such a useful resource um and you can quickly tell you know as soon as an out kit is announced go on there it'll tell you whether it's a new tool or not or it's a cooperation project and nothing wrong with any of it but at least you know and, and again scale nights as you say it, it's a brilliant resource uh, and it is uh, and, and to reiterate what jeff just said it absolutely on the nail if you want to see where you know your lineage your model um yeah we, we have talked about dust works before re-releasing the the, the dragon kitten crowd with <laughs> with quite improved instructions to a point um Mm. It's useful to see where these kits have come from. The, the one last kit which I, I'm going to mention, and, it, and it, they've, it, 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 the Revellers have put it down as an, an advent calendar. So maybe this is something that's due out for Christmas. And it actually, I think it's a lovely little idea. It's the uh, the Dutes uh, D30 tractor. Right. It's literally a kit in a box. Which all model kits are, but this has got everything you need. It's got the paints. It's got a little paintbrush. It's got a knife sprue cutters, little file tweezers, uh, as well as some lovely decals. This is clearly aimed at sort of the, the new uh, entry market, mm. entry level, but also, you know, within the gift market. Um, oh, it's yeah. a lovely idea. Actually. Yes, I think any, anything that you know, is, um, you know, 
youngsters to get involved in the hobby um, to start. Um, and if you can provide people with like a little sort of starter kit, you know, like package, then happy days, you know, well, you know, just to be applauded, really. I think, I think that's great. I mean, Revel have kind of had their starter sets and stuff for quite a long time now and, and they're, they're quite, quite good. Um, but, you know, if this gives you a little bit more, why not? You know, it's a chance to say great for a, for, for a gift for, for you know, you <coughs> have a play yeah and it, and it's and it's a lovely looking kit as well um it's, it's nicely done a little bit of a you know the attention to detail they've, they've got the uh the the the, the rear mudguard seat backs um right right the, the girlfriend seats as we used to call them when i was younger because your girlfriend would sit on those while you went up and down a field for those who've done that in the past and bored to tears so they've got that included as well little details like that and i thought you know and first yeah. I saw the kit, I thought, okay, a little bit eclectic, but actually, no, it's not, you know, because it, it, it's definitely pulling on, on the uh, nostalgia market, and, and fair play to Revel for doing that. I mean, they've, they've got so much stuff coming out, though, at the moment, and I, and I think this is sort of the end of the, 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 the sort of first lockdown phase, as it were. Uh, so a lot of manufacturers have been busy. Um, I know Tamiya have got quite a few kits coming out in the very near future. I'm waiting for their their notification of what's coming out. But Tamiya being Tamiya, they, they release it in terms of drabs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that's why the Tamiya 4B that I've been waiting for. So I'm going to loads of people waiting for that. For, you know, they don't do much, but, you know, no. they, they, they're sort of slow and steady. But what comes out is always nice well worth the wait so yeah yeah i don't mind that i'd rather that than more prolific manufacturers and then it, you know the quality is not so so there it, it's uh no no it's good <clears throat> uh, that's what i like about you know it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of to me over the next 18 months because out of all the money manufacturers in in the uh, far east they've been consistent um, AFE, AFE Club and Academy. I'm not sure what's going on there at the moment. It's sort of peak and troughs. Uh, and I looked up their online um, catalogs the other day, and I wasn't. AFE Club are always very good. They've got a good range of kits. But there's nothing new, nothing that's standing out. And Academy seem to have gone very, very quiet. And whether that's just me and I'm just not looking in the right place, I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, my only, only. Um of the moment with academy because for about 18 months now at least i've had on back order the big um uh, 30 second scale fa18 um uh, c uh, something is c plus actually uh, uh no i'm talking crap um fa18 sorry um you know i've been wanting i i did that but that kit um i've done two of those in the past which i think went into the uh the Osprey uh, modeling series book, but I just really fancied uh, having a crack at it now. And what I'm waiting for is I hope Quinta, you know, the outfit who are doing these awesome 3D decal cockpits. Yeah, they're brilliant, aren't they? Yeah, but they haven't done one yet for the FA18A that are in 30 second scales. So uh, they've done them, I'm sure, in other scales. So I'm desperate that they'll do that. So I'm just holding off to see if they do that. Um, and then when they do, I'd really like to show. Uh, and see how, how they work together, you know, how, how you can include one of the Quinta sets. And I know Dave Cowd's already shown that with his Tomcats. He's put them in at least one of it, one of those. It's the Tamiya 48 scale Tomcat, which was awesome kit. Um, but I just really fancy it. Seeing what that would look like in 30 second could be epic, I think. I think so. Well, and talking about 30 second F18s, um, Ravella re releasing Twin Seater, the F. And that, that's coming out this year as well. Um, yeah. but so, I mean, yeah, that looks, that looks nice. It looks an interesting kit. The uh, it's interesting they've got decals for both the Australian and the US versions, so mm. yeah, yeah. So we'll wait and see with that one, yeah, yeah. Because I know um, Adam did the um, the single seat um, for uh, for scale modeling now. So if you want to see how that turned out, have a, have a good look in there and you'll be able to follow that one, um, yeah. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, I mean, Ravel have been busy, busy rabbits, um, and producing some interesting kits. Um, <coughs> pardon me. I, I think that's. I think we're about there now for, for this catch up. Uh, yeah. Jeff, thanks for your time. 
uh, greatly appreciate. I know you, you're a very busy chap, um, so it is appreciated. Thank you, and I'll, and I'll, I'll I'll leave you with your uh, your, your Vulcan. We, we look forward to catching up with with you on that one, um, listener. Thank you ever so much indeed. Um, there'll be usual links in, in the descriptor um, of the, of the program. And again, just to reiterate what sort of Jeff was saying earlier about the F four. Uh, if you want to get hold of Jeff, there'll, there'll be a link to where you can get hold of Jeff, um, where his Facebook page, where Scale Modeling now is on Facebook, and you can drop him a line via there if you can help out. I'm sure he'd appreciate, and he'd love to hear from you anyway. So uh, so that's it from me uh, for, for, this, for this episode of Painter Scale. So thank you very much for joining us today. Um, and thank you to uh, Master Modeler Jeff Coughlin um, from Scale Modeling now for joining us. Lovely to see you again, chap. Pleasure, Ben, and everybody. Nice to uh, nice to chat um, chat to you again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Next time, as they say. Uh, as they say, next time, uh, and literally that. So next time, leader. Hopefully, we'll have some more. Uh, see what else Ravel have, have, have uh, brought out. See, see what other interesting kits are on the horizon um, from other manufacturers too. And hopefully, we'll get some. You know, there'll be some more books. So until then, it's uh, goodbye for me, TTFN, and wherever you are in the world. Take care. Uh, enjoy your modeling and tune into two. Thanks so much. <laughs>